Good morning, Cam. Good day, sir. How are you, Mitch? I'm doing well. And uh, I'm looking forward to today's show. Uh, I can tell you a week ago, I couldn't have done the show. I had a tooth out right in the front of my mouth. Right up here. What? Were, were you playing hockey again? <laughs> it looks like it. <laughs> but no, I, oh, had, yeah. I had a, a crown on a on what was left of a tooth um after root canal up in the in the, the front of my mouth here um it's the tooth that's just to the left my left of of the two front teeth and i'm not sure what that tooth is called or i'm sure it's got some kind of letter number designation to a dentist but uh it's just that tooth to me so um <laughs> but i had that out and they put a bone graph in which I, I learned a lot about what bone grafts are and and how to how they're done and everything in this process but they put a bone graph in because i'm gonna have an implant put in at some point but it takes three months for this to fully heal and then it'll take three more months after they put the metal stud in for the uh, implant for that to fully heal and then i should have my my crown for the implant uh like january february so that is yeah that's a process yeah but last week it was kind of it was kind of painful to talk so this this pro this show probably wouldn't have happened last week so but doing better this week she's pretty well, much good. pretty much healed up uh it's you know without getting into any gory details it's got a little ways to go but uh but i get the sutures out here in about a week so i think uh, i think i'm on on pace to be able to get those out and have that all nice and healed up and then i just have to wait for the bone graft to take because i don't know if you realize this but when they do bone grafts in their mouth in your mouth i don't know if they do they do this in other parts of the body the same way but in your mouth it's just ground up bone that they put in there and with a with an adhesive and then they put like a membrane over the top of it that kind of holds it all together and what that actually does and it's kind of it's kind of amazing how how our bodies are are created were created that our bodies can do this but the bone all starts to calcify around this and the, it actually accepts that that ground up bone in as real bone and uh, all solidifies around that uh around that bone graph so it's uh how did they figure that out i don't know man but it's but it's good so, and I didn't ask the dentist, but my, my personal, cause they didn't take bone out of me for it. Um, so my, my so thought you have someone is, else living inside your mouth. <laughs> well, there's like three different ways that they do it. They can do an auto bone graft, which is from you. And usually what they do is they take bone from your hip, um, to use. Cause like, apparently there's extra bone in your hip. I don't know. They'll take like a, it's a, like a cadaver graph, which they, you know, obviously like it suggests it comes from a dead person that they take the bone graft from what this most likely is is what they call a xenograph where they it's uh, actually animal bone that they used to uh, to do it so but all right so you have some platypus in your mouth now that's quite possible that i have platypus in my mouth yeah. or or a blue-tongued skink <laughs> so talking about animals <clears throat> I had a perilous um, experience, a traumatic experience on Thursday morning. So 
um, to lay to lay the uh, the groundwork for this story. Uh, my wife and I, uh, she always gets up a little bit before I do because she'll she'll go down and start breakfast, and then I'll kind of lazily get my my lazy butt out of bed. Um, but uh, but she went into the bathroom and she was you know washing up and stuff, and and um, my my boy cat Schroeder is running around upstairs all worked up about something and you know no clue what he's all worked up about but uh but eventually he makes his way into our bedroom and he's standing on the bed all worked up and and you know his head's darting back and forth and looking around and and I'm like well, what what is going on uh and was there a pterodactyl flying in your house <laughs> not that i know of but okay. um but you know, normally he acts like this if he's chasing a bug so maybe mm-hmm. he's got a fly that he's trying to kill he loves eating flies um apparently that's a cat thing but uh so i slowly turn over and look up towards the ceiling to see what he's looking at and all i see is there's a bat in my bedroom mm-hmm. So I'm in this half awake stupor. Uh, and so I like slide my way out of bed real, real slow and, and stealthy, like onto the floor. I don't have my glasses on yet. So this bat just looks like this little like amorphous blob flying around the room. So I, I don't know if how far away he is from me or anything like that. So I'm I'm dropping down onto the floor. I reach over my shoulder <laughs> where my glasses are, and I grab my glasses case, and I fumble around to get my glasses out, and I put my glasses on. And I'm looking up, and of course, yeah, sure enough, it's a bat flying around my bedroom. And, and just as I kind of got to the position where I could see him, he landed up in the corner of our window on the drapes. Mm-hmm. So at this point, I'm thinking, Oh crap. So now what? Cause this is the third bat I've had in the house in the last five years. So, you know, I'm not unaccustomed to dealing with this issue, but each one presents itself a little bit differently and requires a little bit different strategy to, to deal with it. So this is the first bat that I've had. That's actually been flying around. Um, the other two bats that we found, one was sitting up on one of our beams in the, in the living room. Mm-hmm. And the other and- was the Louisville slugger. <laughs> right. Um, and the other one was uh, on the floor um, in down in the basement down here. So both of them were already kind of in in their sleep mode where, where they're very docile and easy to deal with. This one was not. So my first thought is, okay, we're going to leave him alone for a little while. Um, I'm going to go down to breakfast. I'll shut the door to the bedroom so the cats can't get up there and, and everything. So we'll leave the bat alone for a little bit let him settle down because i'm sure what happened because he was probably sleeping somewhere and my cat found him and woke him up and startled him and and that's what caused him to go flying and because normally at that time of the morning they should be sleeping they sleep most of the day so i uh i left the bedroom he he was landed so he was he was uh happy where he was as long as we didn't disturb him so i went ahead and i grabbed a couple of things and i closed the door behind me and went downstairs and and uh we did our normal like get get our breakfast and and uh we ate and everything and then my wife and i went back upstairs to look for this uh bat 
and we looked all over the bedroom and could not find this bat. <laughs> uh, I'm and, sure that was fun. And I am at this point, I'm just like, let's just kick him up somewhere so we at least know where he is, even if he takes flight and like, but and then we like drop to the floor and have to wait for him to land again. But uh, but normally what I do is I've got some like Kevlar gloves that I that I've that are like supposed to be cut proof and stuff. So I I wear these, and then I have like a gallon size Ziploc bag that I'll catch him in. I'll just scoop him o- over with my hand and catch him and put him in that bag to get him outside. Because I don't want to kill the guy. The only reason I would kill him is if somebody got bit or scratched or something like that, and we'd have to worry about rabies. So that then we'd have to kill him and have him tested. But, um, but I was totally fine with, uh, with just like catching him in this bag and, and being done with it. My wife came up with an alternate strategy, which, which was a completely valid strategy, but I preferred to try and get him downstairs and out the back door and release him in the backyard. So we're, we're searching around for him, trying to find him, can't find him. And we pulled the, both the drapes completely open we looked through the drapes couldn't find him in the drapes um looked around all the corners underneath everything you know the only thing we thought of is that the bed that we have has a lot a lot of cracks and crevices underneath it um and it's hard to get underneath that bed so we thought maybe he found a hiding place under there which kind of concerned us but after you know we took the flashlight around and looked around we couldn't find him anywhere and so i'm like well you know, worst case scenario, we pop the windows open tonight before just before dusk and he flies out and then we shut the windows before we go to bed, hoping that, you know, he he left um, during that time because he would have wanted to get out at that time anyway. So we went downstairs and um, we're, we're sitting maybe even like 15, 20 minutes after we came back downstairs, um, my um, boy cat Schroeder kind of looks at me and then looks up and starts looking around and he darts back upstairs. I was like, okay, I'm going to use my little mighty hunter to find this bat. (laughs) So, so I followed him upstairs and let, let him go to, to see, you know, like, where was he going to go? What, what was he, you know, cause he could smell them. It was obvious that he could sniff them out. Mm -hmm. And so he went right back into our bedroom and, when we were searching for him earlier, we had all the lights on, you know, everything. When I went back up there with Schroeder, we, I had all the lights off. And, uh, and so the blackout curtains that we had pulled back shut was just letting some light around the outside of the, uh, the blackout mm-hmm. curtains, you know, that works. Um, well, I saw a shadow at the top of the curtains. And it was moving around. There was no air moving in the room, so it wasn't the curtains moving on their own. You know, we had turned the fan off earlier. Um, so I just saw this little movement, and I was like, that bugger's on the back of the curtain. He's been on the back of the curtain the whole time. As we opened the curtains before, as we were feeling mm-hmm. the curtains, um, looking for, for bumps, he's been in there the whole time, just hanging there as we've been searching for him. And sure enough, I pulled the curtain rod off and, and just, just like opened up all the, the whole curtain to look. Sure Mm -hmm. enough, he was hanging on the inside of that curtain. So we, I hung him back or kind of, actually I gave it to my wife to hold on to 
So she she held on to that side of the curtain, which was the opposite side of, of where the bat was. And I opened up that one side of the curtains that the, he wasn't on. Mm-hmm. Opened up the window from the top down because we have double hung windows there, so we can open them up from the top or mm-hmm. open it from the top down. And there's no screen there. And I I looked at my wife and I was like, I need you to help me out. I says, Where is he? And she's like, Well, it's, he's in the second fold there, about about uh, you know three quarters of the way up. And I says, Right about here. And I had my gloves on at this point. I said, Right about here. And she's like, Yep. And I went just went. Whoo just like this and uh and got a hold of him and he was in my hand on the inside of the curtain and of course she's worried i'm gonna hurt him um <laughs> but i i slowly brought the curtain over in front of the open window and just shot him right out the window and he went flying and you know so um it was it was a bit of a traumatic morning because like the next morning I woke up and I'm looking around. <laughs> it's like I hope there's no bat. Of course, it, there's no rationale that there would be, but uh, but it was it was just one of those things. I but uh, it was it was a kind of a scary morning, kind of a weird weird way to wake so, up, man. <laughs> that yeah, I would imagine. I have a follow up question. Yeah. Uh, what did you guys name him or her? Um, you know what we didn't. Missed opportunity. Yeah. I'd go with Beatrice, even if he's a guy. <laughs> Just feel Beatrice. right. Beatrice. Beatrice. So. All right. Well, on the last show. Well, you... I'm glad you didn't turn into a vampire. That's, yeah, I, that's I also didn't. what I wanted to say. Yeah, or have rabies. Oh, wait. Suck. Did you? No. Not that I know of. <laughs> All right. Good. I've had this weird well. taste for blood lately. Um. Anyway. Um. So you remember last episode, I said there was something that I definitely wasn't going to do. Yes. And you that remember, sounds like an ominous. You remember what that say. was? Uh, you weren't going to put the beta on your watch. <laughs> well, that leads us into our next topic. So, yeah. So like later that day, I put the watch OS nine beta on my watch. <laughs> You're a dirty liar, Mitch, and I don't like it. <laughs> I was not lying at the time. I definitely wasn't going to do it. But the more I got thinking about it, I'm just like, you know what? I'm I'm a man who a man who's willing to take risks, and this is not a mission critical device for me. <laughs> so I'm uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in and and uh, figure this out. I think it'll be fun. So there's some things that I've learned. And, okay. and I wanted to share those on the show today. First off, yes, ed- educate me and all the people. Um, the Metropolitan watch face is amazing. I love this watch mm. face. This is the one that you sent me, right? Yeah, it's got a nice flat design. Um, I think when you start looking at like the the corner complications, this is one is of the this first. One? Yeah, that's the one. Mm-hmm. Oh, we disagree yeah. strongly about this watch face. <laughs> um. There, well, understand too that like how the colors lay out. I really like the light color in the background with the darker, um, mm-hmm. with the darker uh, uh, dial. But you can change that. You can go all right. dark. You can go dark background with a light uh, watch watch face. Can you change the font? No, the numbers are in. You don't oh, like yeah, the font. I'm, I'm never using that one. Okay, so I, that's the one thing I kind of liked about it. Is it was a little different than the other ones as far as the font. Uh-huh. Um, the, uh, the numbers that are around the outside of the watch face, you can stretch those, um, to be taller. Uh, I, I don't like them tall. So I, uh, 
I decided to leave them the way they are. They do do a really neat animation when when it goes to the always on face because it all those numbers go to a line, but they do this little animation where they just kind of suck right down into the line, and so it, it's it's just a neat little like very Apple like thing to do to uh, have yeah. this little animation that uh, just makes it slightly whimsical. I did put the watch face on with the numbers and the feet, <laughs> with the feet, um, for about three seconds, <laughs> and then What's I was that like, one oh, called again? Uh, it's just one of the artist faces. I don't know that it has a. I don't know if it has a name. So you sent me a screenshot of this one too, and it was uh, one fifty-seven, and mm-hmm. it the the zero and the one, their eyes are open, mm-hmm. but the fifty, the five and the seven are doing this like squinting their eyes like it looks like they're trying to poop is what it looks like <laughs> yeah the facial expression <laughs> yeah. and it's just not going their way yeah and i sent you a, a a picture of the lunar watch face as well yeah this is there wow that's a lot there is a lot uh going on on that watch face and i want to know so at the bottom it mm-hmm. says july 26th 2022 which is the date that obviously mm-hmm. you took the screenshot and then it says DHU apostrophe L dash H I J J A H 26. So this, what is that? This watch face is designed for some, I don't know if it's like a religious thing or something like that, but that's the Islamic uh, face. Gotcha. Um, okay. They have an Arabic face and they have a Chinese face. And so each of those, whatever that means down at the bottom is in the appropriate language. For, for whatever gotcha. it is. So it's all based on the lunar calendar and right. different events for those different either yeah. cultures or religions. Okay. Understood. Yeah. So in the lunar I just calendar. Maybe you had like a, you know, a star Star Wars, you know, like no. calendar that <laughs> no, nothing, nothing Star Wars going on there. But uh I think it's an interesting idea, but I don't think most people are gonna be able to tolerate that uh that face. I will say this has a very similarity to um the world time the world world clock yeah. one mm-hmm. where the moon in the center actually shows the phase of the moon so that you have you have light um that kind of over the course of the month will cross the the watch face and everything where like on the uh, world clock one you have yeah. the, that earth in the center shows you where the the sun is right now and as as it goes throughout the day it shifts so it does have some interesting uh, stuff going on there, but um, definitely not one of the watch faces I'm going to use. I will tell you that I really, really like, and this is something they didn't talk about in the keynote, the modular watch faces. They, I shouldn't say they didn't talk about it. They touched on it really briefly that they had updated some things, but they didn't say that they updated the modular watch faces to have uh, colored backgrounds. And not just colored backgrounds, but they have, I think, like five or six um, gradient backgrounds that are really attractive. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, there's not one that, one color in there that really, that I'm really, really like. I sent you the one that goes from like a blue to green, which is probably yeah, the closest to, to one that I would really like. It's quite pleasant. Yeah, they had one that was kind of an orange to yellow, but it was a little too much for me. I like a darker orange. Um but uh but those watch faces also you can use all the other colors that are available as well. 
So if you like any of the um, like the fall and summer colors that are in there, or any of the uh, the normal system colors that they offer for the mm-hmm. the black background watch face in the modular, it is also available as a as a colored background. So, and I don't know, maybe you can take a look and see, but uh, in the watch app, when you uh, customize your watch faces, um, they have a, like if I choose an orange background for that, uh, for that watch face, and I want to darken or lighten the orange, I can do that in like the, the regular system colors that they have. So they have a little slider to go darker or lighter on those colors. So mm, interesting. So like I I have two of the metropolitan faces and one of them is the one I use at work and the one that I use at work is orange and I darkened that orange all the way down so it's almost brown. It still looks orange but it's really dark orange, like a really burnt orange. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you can see that. Oh well, yeah, it almost almost looks reddish, at yeah. least in the yeah, it's it's almost like a kind of an orange red or red orange. But watch OS nine. I got to refill my coffee here. But um, by the way, it is such it's so nice to go back to being able to drink regular hot coffee because uh, when I had my tooth done a week ago. I had to go like five days without being able to drink hot coffee. I did make some cold brew one day, but, uh, but I, uh, most of the week I was drinking like lukewarm coffee. So it wouldn't irritate my, my, uh, like the, the membrane that's in there that's covering the bone graph. I, I can't have hot on there cause it causes problems. So I'm pretty sure I can drink hot coffee now, so it's it's okay. But. <laughs> well, we'll find out, won't we? <laughs> <laughs> Dennis might tell me differently in a week, but but uh, yeah. So, but yeah. So those watch faces are are cool. I, I I love the. I really do love the Metropolitan watch face. Makes me very happy. So I've been messing around with sleep tracking as well. And I'll tell you that the sleep tracking actually is a lot better than it, than it, than it was. Um, rather than just saying, Hey, guess what? You slept for eight hours last night. Now it gives you the sleep phases or the sleep, sleep stages, I think they call it. And so the, the, um, what you end up with is something like this. And I'll send you this real quick so you can see it. Oh, hey, springboard crash on my phone. So (laughs) (laughs) talking about betas, um, that's exciting. So, yeah, I'll see if I can repeat it here. Oh, interesting. It saved the one that I had just done because I hadn't done anything with it. So I have two screenshots in my thing here. That's weird. Anyway, I'm going to send you this real quick. This is my how the, it tracked my sleep last night. So it shows that I got uh, six hours and 42 minutes of sleep uh, after being in bed for eight hours and 36 minutes. 
and then it uh it shows you like where you are with core sleep deep sleep uh REM sleep and then when you were awake so I woke up kind of early this morning and couldn't get back to sleep so there's a little bit of orange in my my grid there but but I thought that was a, a kind of nice to be able to see that a little bit too. So you can see, you know, your deep sleep, how much deep sleep you, you got. Uh, and then how much REM sleep did you get? Because I don't, I don't remember a whole lot of dreams that I have. So it's interesting that over the last week, I've noticed that I'm not in REM sleep a lot. Um, I don't know how much is normal, but it, but I'm not. Yeah, me either. Yeah, but I don't, uh, I'm not, I don't have that REM sleep a whole lot you know, throughout the night. So. Wouldn't it be awful if during REM sleep, you just had to listen to REM music? Like your all your brain could do is just play. It's the end of the world. as We know it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It probably so... would get pretty annoying after a while. Oh, after about 10 seconds. I don't hate the song, but I wouldn't want to listen to it over and over again. Um, the medications um, feature, uh, I tried that this last week as well. I had some uh, pain, or not pain relievers, but I had an uh, uh, antibiotic and a, uh, a steroid that I needed to take for, for my the, the tooth thing that I had done last week, as well as I have allergy medication and stuff like that. It was kind of nice to be able to go in and see that there were no drug interactions. Uh, I didn't have to worry about any alcohol consumption. Um, so I had that kind of peace of mind to know that it wasn't gonna like get violently ill because i had <laughs> had a beer but um was good to know yes yeah but uh on the flip side of that it shows all the common side effects and stuff like that for the drugs as well so i was able to go through and look at it and say while i was on prednisone for a few days what should i be looking for and so I went through and read all the side effects and immediately was freaked out about uh, the severe nausea and vomiting that was on the list, <laughs> which I never had a problem yeah. with. But I did have like ex extreme fatigue for, for the first few days to the point where when I went back to work on Monday, I told the guys I wasn't going to run forklift a whole lot that day that they were, I was going to need help with some of that stuff because I just didn't feel comfortable being on a lift. Because if I turned real quick, my brain kind of started getting jiggly, if you know what I mean. So yeah, I uh, I just kind of bowed out of that because I wasn't, I didn't want to, you know, have an accident, <laughs> and at the very least, damage something, but at the worst, like hurt somebody or kill somebody. So yeah, but uh, clean up on aisle five. There is a squished person. <laughs> Bring all the towels. Yeah. We laugh, but but it has happened, and and it's been it's some tragic situations. So, yeah, we had two guys die this last year in forklift accidents, at, not at our store, but in the company. So you're gonna want to edit that part out. Oh, did I just did said, I just say? Said, yeah, 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 whatever. I don't care anymore. <laughs> um, so, but uh, as far as bugs, uh, there is a couple of weird bugs that I've had. Um, one for sure. Now there's been a little slight battery consumption, uh, heightened battery consumption, but it hasn't been bad at all. There's one, uh, bug with the new drop down. Uh, every time I look at my watch, 
every time I raise my watch and it pops up on the thing, I get a little drop down that says snooze double pinch. I have I have the accessibility feature on where I can do hand gestures to uh, to do things on my watch. Um, because it, it comes in real handy when I have my hands full. And so I have something in one hand and then I've got to like do something with the other hand. And so I can, I can double clinch a couple times, um, tap my fingers together and do different things on my watch without having to touch my watch. So see, I just use my nose at that point. Yeah. I just find it handy. So, but unintended. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Handsy. Mm-hmm. I find it handsy. Um, <laughs> that's not what i meant but okay okay oh, oh there's the show title <laughs> i don't know about that i'm totally putting that in the show doc um but anyway uh let's see so that's been the biggest bug that i've been running into because it pops that that little indication down every time i look at my watch so i'm assuming that that's going to get fixed but but it's really annoying right now yeah you would hope so yeah um i can't think of another one right off the top of my head i know i've had i think i had a springboard crash on it once um but it's but it's been pretty solid outside of that the uh one of the things that I'll that I'll tell you that I'm not quite so fond of right now on this little screen to have little drop down banner notifications is useless. Like if I look at my watch and I have a little Twitter <laughs> notification pop down, um, it's like, oh, so and so said, and then there's no message because there's no room there to put a message, so you don't you don't see anything. Um, where like the old method was you'd look, you'd look at your watch and it would pop up with the Twitter logo and then it would come up with a full screen version. Uh, so you could actually read the tweet without having to tap into anything or whatever. I do like that. They went to the, um, the same style of Siri, um, uh, orb at the bottom of the screen. I think that's a really attractive way to do it. And they do that on the Apple watch now as well. So it doesn't take over the whole screen. But uh, I I just think the banner banners coming down from the top is just a really kind of a goofy implementation of doing and really needless, um, because what are you trying to save? You know, one of the big features of your watch is to be able to interact with your notifications. So as I'm looking at my watch and I get a notification that pops down from the top, um, I have to I still have to tap on it and do something with it, you know, or or just let it disappear. So I don't feel like it really, it's not solving a problem. You know, it's just it maybe even be creating a problem. So, but, so that would be one yeah. of my criticisms of it. That's understandable. But other than that, uh, like I said, it's been pretty solid outside of the few minor things that I've been dealing with. So hopefully they'll all get resolved in the upcoming uh, uh, updates, but. Thank you for the report, sir. Yeah. I, you know, I, uh, I kind of figured you wouldn't want to put the, uh, the watch OS beta on your watch. So I, uh, I took one for the team. Now there's a TV OS beta and it had the features that I wanted. You know, I'd be all over that. Oh yeah. Yeah. If it uh, had the home app. I'm just got my fingers crossed for an event. 
in September or October. So there is something that has ha- happened this week that I do not have in the show notes that is worth mentioning. And that is uh, iPad OS 16 uh, is uh, rumored to be delayed. Uh, that they may not, they may push back the release, the official release until October instead of releasing it alongside uh, iOS and in September. Um, and the the rumor is that it's because of stage stage manager. That stage manager is really buggy. And Federico has a conspiracy theory that they're actually trying to make it work on other iPads other than just the M1s. <laughs> he's holding out hope that's funny i mean that is a distinct possibility i would you know i've got an ipad mini which you would think that this would be the worst device to have stage manager on but i'll tell you if i had like stage manager where i could have two windows at a time um i would actually not hate that because I would have the ability in the corner to switch switch to the different apps to have them floating in Windows. Uh, I know that basically I can do that with with uh, slide over and uh, split view, but it just gives me one more option to to use it that way. But um, but I know that they they want to be able to. I think it really comes down to they want those four apps to be able to be running all at the same time and that's not how the architecture of most of the of iOS or iPadOS devices have been made in the in the past they've always been made to run one app at a time or maybe two in the in the instance of split view so yeah but i mean you have the other part of stage manager too or of iOS 16 sorry is the external display support yeah so an iPad mini attached to a nice big old screen would suddenly become a completely different, you know, animal. So. Yeah. And I don't have any reason to, to use it that way. You know, I'm not, I'm not saying that somebody else wouldn't, but I definitely don't. So, but anyway, are we ready to move on? Do you have anything else to say about that? No, I mean, I, I've got the beta on my iPad, so I'm good. You know, if it doesn't come out till October, it's not going to, you know, affect me. But I think that the interesting part is going to be if they release it in October and old iPads don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> people are going to be even more mad than they already are, you know, but you know, whatever. People get mad about silly things, yeah. so. Federico's the only one that I've heard like really touting this idea that he really thinks that this is going to happen, that it's going to, they're going to open up to other iPads, but, uh, I don't know. So we shall wait and see. All right. Well, I have another topic and this is going to be a fun one because I've been, I've been dreaming this up for a while. So let's get into it. So I came up with this concept of these ambush uh, whatever, like an ambush question or ambush topic, something where like suddenly we have to reveal something that, uh, that we didn't have, like we weren't prepared for, but now we have to talk about it. So, uh, before we, uh, we started recording, I had you, um, create a homepage with nothing but Siri suggestions. So there's three Siri suggestions uh widgets on the screen and now for those of you who don't know that basically that takes the apps 
that that we normally use and says, hey, these are the apps that we think you need to use right now. And if you have multiple ones on a page, they'll actually, they won't match. So they'll they'll pick out, like, I, I we've got, oh, how many is it here? Um, 24 apps? Yep. Right? So there's 24 apps listed on our on our screens that Siri thinks or you know the algorithm the AI thinks that uh we would like to use right now. So we both took screenshots. We sent the screenshots to each other and uh we are going to go through these and talk about them a little bit. So who who do we want to go first? Should we flip a coin? We could flip a coin. Dice by P. Kelk's not on my main screen, so I'll have to go search for it. Because, <laughs> of course, I don't have a coin in my pocket, because who carries money anymore? <clears throat> All right, so we need to, I need to clear this, get a coin out. All right, did you hear that? That was fun, right? So I'm going to go ahead and flip the coin. You want uh, heads or tails? I'll take tails. Flipping. I got heads. All so, right, go for it. All right, so uh, let's go ahead and take a look at my home screen. I'm going to pull this up on my computer so I can see everything. So the first thing is the Amazon app. Now, I've talked about how I took the Amazon app off of my home screen because otherwise, like, the first thing I want to do is go on there and see stuff that I want to buy. <laughs> and it's helped. I don't buy as much on it now. But uh, it is my number one uh, suggestion from Siri. And this shows up in my Siri suggestions a lot because I do tend to go into the Amazon app a lot. And for someone who has given me a hard time about having the settings uh, app in the dock, <laughs> what's my second app? Settings. Settings. Yeah, I do tend That's to go funny. into settings a lot. The watch app is the next one, which I find interesting. I have spent a fair amount of time in the watch app recently because I've been uh, customizing watch faces and playing with some of the new watch faces and stuff like that. So I, I have to assume that that's why that's in there. But uh, the Major League Baseball app is next with, of course, the Brewers uh um, logo as the icon because you know why not so can you change the icon to any team's logo for that you app? can you can yep that's such a good move Isn't that it? is so smart yep and the nhl app is the same way and the nfl okay. app no nfl nope. app doesn't you do gotta that. have that shield yep. yep stupid nfl um i did hear that the nfl is going to be offering nfl plus this year but I don't yeah, know that it's, that's going to be offering any more than what they've offered in the past. So. No, it's it's um, it's just rebranded. It's not Sunday Ticket. It's like game day, but just rebranded as right. NFL Plus. Okay. So, yeah, it's it's not worth a penny. So it it's only worth money to me if I can if I can watch live games without blackouts. Otherwise, it's not worth any money for me. Exactly. <clears throat> All right, going down to the next row, uh, I've got the music app, which probably isn't terribly um, surprising. I do like to listen to music on my iPhone. Uh, the health app, uh, I would normally be checking my my sleep stuff um, from the night before, and I've been doing that a lot more in the mornings lately. 
The YouTube app is a little surprising because I don't really go to, I don't really look at YouTube a whole lot. Um, Pocket Casts, yeah. Are there any in here that surprise you? Um, yeah, the Magnifier app. <laughs> I was so waiting for you to notice that one. I used. Oh, that's one of the first things I noticed. Yeah, I... at first I thought it was Logos. Nope. Wait a minute. No, that says magnifier. <laughs> so this is the official old, Apple magnifier app. I don't know if you realize that that um, yeah, that they have that. Yeah. Uh -huh. Well, I'm 45 years old now and my eyes aren't as good as they used to be. I use <laughs> I use this a lot at work. <laughs> so to, to put this into reference, um, if anybody's seen a UPS label. On the UPS label there are little tiny reference numbers for stuff and you got, you got to look hard to, to see them. Most people probably don't realize they're there, but when I'm at work and I, and we re receive our UPS stuff, we have to go through and, uh, and, um, receive each of those items in and our PO numbers are on those labels. Well, those PO numbers are literally like they could print them on my fingernail. They're so small. And so I, I use that magnifier app all the time to blow the picture up and to take or blow it up and take a picture of it so that I don't have, first off, some of the bigger stuff I don't want to have to like practically lay on the floor to read. And, and secondly, it helps me to be able to see these little tiny numbers and decipher what the numbers are on these labels um, because I'm not a young man and I can't, I can't uh, read that anymore. So, yes, I use the magnifier app quite often because I'm old and my eyes suck. That's so. funny. My other question mm -hmm. is, what's the brain in your dock, the brain icon? That's the on my mind uh, shortcut for Obsidian. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. So I have that uh, so that, that when I have thoughts and stuff like that that I just want to capture, mm -hmm. I, I hit that and throws it on my dashboard. So you're familiar with how Federico set that yeah. up. So. I just changed it to yep. orange. I think he his is yellow. So, do you use pcalc that much? Is that a work thing too? Yeah, I use pcalc a lot at work. So, gotcha. Um, what about Find My? That's Find My. Crazy. I actually use Find My quite a bit. Um, oh, okay. We uh, like I actually have a Find My widget. Uh, that's buried in one of my stacks because every mm -hmm. once in a while I just want to know if my wife got home. You know, so I'll just, I'll just <laughs> my wife. <laughs> yeah, I'll just, I'll just pop. I'll just, I actually have a widget that tells that shows where my wife is. So, because my wife doesn't get off of work every day at the same time, so if I have a package arrive at home or something like that, I'll check and see if she's home first before I text her about it, because she doesn't really get my texts at work. Um, so it's just nice to know where she is when when I communicate with her, so that. I can give her a heads up about uh, about a package on the porch or you know something like that. So you know what makes me crazy about the Find My app? What's that? It's like I'll go to the cafe mm -hmm. and I'll take my iPad with me. Yeah, and I will either use my phone or the cafe's Wi-Fi to do internet things on my iPad. Mm -hmm. And then I will close my iPad in its nice little keyboard, put it in my backpack, walk out to my car, drive towards my house and then i will get a notification on my phone from find my that says you left your ipad at such and such location 
And then I always have to think, why are you telling me I left my iPad where I just was when it is two feet away from me in my backpack on the passenger seat of my car? Yeah, I get these notifications every single time I do this, and it causes panic. And then you go, "Oh no, it's just stupid. It doesn't because my iPad is not connected to the internet. Yeah. It thinks that it's still at the last place it was connected to the internet to, which is a stupid thing to assume." Yeah, no the the uh, my AirPods did that for a long time. Yeah, yeah. it's such a. I mean, like, my, Air, my AirPods were in my but pocket. Induce panic. Yeah, but it's like. I don't understand. Mm-hmm. I will tell you that I do like, I mean, you can turn those notifications off, obviously, but um, I do like that, uh, you know, if I, I want to turn them off for the one time that I do leave it there. You yeah, know what I mean? Right. Yeah. But I do like that. The fact, the fact that it does kind of give you, Hey, you, you might've done this. And it's like, Oh, I better take a look and see. And Oh yeah. Okay. No, I got it. That's good. But yeah, well, they like, need to, they need to fix that. It's, so. it's just, it's, it's, causes unnecessary all i can think of is that it's it's turning off something in the ipad that is making that like times out at some point and then all of a sudden your your uh phone is like oh shoot i i lost track of where this thing is and so now it's going to notify you so it's something they can fix but it's but it's just yeah my ipad doesn't do that but the the airpods certainly do so I will, I take my, my iPad mini with me to work sometimes. And Mm -hmm. if I, if I leave it in my bag and I go out to the other end of the building, sometimes I'll get a notification that I left it behind. (laughs) So (laughs) it's like, oh no, I don't have to worry about that. It's, it's gone. But what is nice is that if it does notify me that it's gone, um, Mm -hmm. and, uh, and I'm not that far away from it, then I can be like, oh shoot, did somebody take it? And then I can start, uh, start, you know, start back to where my backpack is and look and see and make sure that it's in there, which has never happened. But if it did happen, uh, it would probably be a, a, a good thing. So yeah. I'm just glad it doesn't do it at home. I'm glad it's that smart <laughs> that it, uh, it's like, well, he's, he's, he left it at home. So that that's okay. So. So I've got the app store showed up. I know that I've been in the app store a little bit more lately. Uh, Robin hood, um, which by the way, yesterday, my, I, I was looking at red most of the day in Robin hood and it, mm-hmm. there was like two hours left until the markets closed. And I was like, Oh, please. It was, wasn't that far under. I was like, dude, just pop over, pop up over. So that I'm not looking at a red number all, all weekend. I want to be looking at a green number all weekend. And, uh, and just before the markets closed, it just popped up a little bit over so that, uh, I'm now have a green number all weekend. So <laughs> it's making me so insane, but well, I, uh, I've got a red one. So thanks for that. Yeah. No, I, I, uh, sold all my, uh, crypto. So I, I'm not carrying any crypto right now. Makes me too crazy. Um, lose it. Uh, lose it has become my like main app for um just weight loss uh trying to keep track of calories uh, keeping track of my weight um you know making sure that i'm um just aware of where i am throughout the day mm-hmm. and then the hydrate app right next to it uh works with the water bottle that i uh 
that I that I bought that we talked about I think last time. Yeah. So uh Soar shows up because I do use Soar every so often for music. Uh I like some of the features that it uh that it has. So for those of you who aren't familiar with Soar, um it it's S O O R and it is a uh music player app that works with Apple Music. So uh you mentioned Find My. Oh by the way, another really cool feature of Find My is if you have family members in Find My and they're coming to visit, you can set up notifications to let you know that they're close. You know, which I, I find I find super valuable. My mom is uh is I have her in my Find My. So whenever they come to visit, I just set up a notification that, hey, just let me know when she gets here. And so when they're within, you know, a couple of blocks of the house, it pops up a notification that says, Hey, you're you know, mom and dad are here. And so that way I'm that's cool. So if I'm in the bathroom or if I'm downstairs here or if I'm, you know, somewhere where I'm not going to hear them knock on the door, I'm aware of the fact that they're here and I can be available to them. So works out pretty nice. Uh, Spark, I noticed uh, Spark was on yours as well uh, for email. Yep. Um, Safari, because Safari. Yeah, because Safari, exactly. Uh, Carrot Weather. Um, cause I look at Kara weather all the time. I think Kara weather was on yours too. Yes. And P calc, we mentioned earlier, the home app. Uh, I'm actually, I'm actually working on, um, moving as much as I can in the house over to HomeKit enabled devices. Cause I just want to work. I just want to do everything out of the home app. I don't want to mess around with all the individual apps. I'm actually looking at trying to get rid of all my echo devices in the house too slowly because mm-hmm. um, I have one in the basement here. I've got one upstairs and we have a uh, Ecobee um, thermostat that has uh, Alexa built into it as well. So those are the three devices we have in the house. Um, the thermostat's not going to go anywhere, but I want to start uh, replacing some of the stuff with home pods. So eventually it's not going to happen soon, but water minders in there too. Um, why do I have Waterminder and Hydrate? Because um, Waterminder allows me to put in soda and beer and stuff like that, and it gives me credit for the water content in those for uh, <laughs> for water. So I didn't realize that you could get water content credit from beer. Oh yes, that you can. Inc- that makes me feel better. Yeah, I think it's uh, <laughs> I think it's like eighty percent um, that that you get for for drinking beer. So it's healthy for you. So drink more beer. <laughs> um, we are not doctors. No, we are not doctors. <laughs> and we did not stay at a holiday Inn express last night. <laughs> um, I got Instagram on here. Got fantastical because you know, why wouldn't you have fantastical, which mm-hmm. recently I did uh, cancel my, um, my membership with them or my, uh, my subscription to save some money so i don't have all the features that i had before but it's still enough for me so and photos because photos so cool so those are all the suggested apps so any in there any any other ones in there that you're just like why <laughs> no, i mean not really most of it makes sense except for like the ma- i mean the magnifier one makes sense now and i remember you did send me a, a picture 
I just didn't of one of the labels and how small the numbers were. I just didn't realize that you had taken the magnifier with it. I thought you were just doing like a macro thing. No, no, that was a magnifier. So, yeah. So that, as soon as you started saying that, I was like, oh, that's what he used to send me the picture. Mm-hmm. No, it's, I mean, it makes sense. I don't, nothing too crazy. I think it's funny that we do have a few certain ones in common, but they're in very different locations. Yeah. All right. Let's, I'm going to pull yours up here so we can look at yours. Which, by the way, very nice background. Oh, yeah, it's beautiful. Thank you. Um, so starting in the top left, there is an app called MXQ. And right out of the gate, Siri has swung and missed epically. This is an app that is that connects to our soundboard at church that I only use in between 8.30 and noon on Sundays. I have never opened this app at any other time on any other day. And here we are on Saturday morning. And the number one app that Siri is suggesting is an app that I've never used on a day that isn't Sunday. <laughs> I mean, just That's fair. complete with. Mm-hmm. But I use it when I, when I pull up my, uh, my iPhone on Sunday morning and I swipe over, it's Siri right there on my iPad music stand. It's like, so it gets it right every Sunday. But the fact that it's suggesting it to me on a, on a, and I don't know if it's because I'm at my church right now that that's why it's suggesting it. Possibly. Um, but anyways, so that's what that is. It's just uh, we can control our in-ear mix um, from our phones, which is very convenient and saves the uh, the sound team a lot of headaches of us going, can you turn it up like 5%? And, you know, all that. Yeah. It saves us a bunch of time in practice and rehearsal, too, because we can all just do it and mm-hmm. get it done. Um, next up is ExpressVPN because internet safety. So is that, uh, do you actually open that app for any reason? Yeah, I use it whenever I'm not at the house and I'm on public Wi-Fi. Okay. So you're, you're, uh, you're going in and enabling it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's probably because you're not in your home right now. Okay. Um, carry on. And then, uh, the home app, which I use all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I'm in that thing a bunch. Uh, and then mail, which I use a lot. My banking app is next, which I guess makes sense because, you know, I have to, like, check when I get paid, I guess. Mm-hmm. I uh, Maps, which I use pretty regularly. Um, wallet, because I have an Apple card, so I'm in there mm-hmm. to check my purchases to make sure everything looks good, to pay my card, you know, all that sort of stuff. How much do you uh, love or- the Apple card? It's good. I enjoy it. It is my daily driver, as they yeah. say. Same here. Um, and the amount of comments I get when I actually have to hand the card to someone because mm-hmm. I can't use Apple Pay, and they're like, "Oh, because it's like really like solid metal, like yeah. it's not a cheap plastic." And they're like, "It, it is, dude. This is cool. It's titanium." <laughs> uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's just kind of fun when yeah. people are like, "Whoa!" Uh, DoorDash, which I uh, use too much. Uh, and just stop using because it means I'm lazy and pay more money than I need to for things. Uh, messages is next because I send and receive many messages. Fantastical because calendar. Phone, which is surprising. Um, I've, I found that surprising because, like, do you talk on the phone? I mean, to, like, my parents and my cousin that doesn't happen more than like once or twice a month. Yeah. Same here. Like I, 
barely ever talk on the phone. I don't even have the phone app available. I have to search for it when I when I uh, <laughs> when I need it for something. Yeah. Well, and I'll talk to um, my my pastor here. Mm-hmm. Um, usually, like, because he's driving somewhere, and so he's a good man and doesn't text while he drives. He just calls and we mm-hmm. chat. Yeah. Uh, up next is Snapchat, which is surprising. I only have Snapchat on my phone for one reason. And that's because there's a couple of guys that I play uh, video games with that live at different parts of the country. And this is how we're like, Hey, is anyone going to be on later? Mm -hmm. So I have it only for seeing if I'm going to, you know, play with uh, those guys at a certain point. Um, So the fact that it's being suggested to me is, is interesting. Maybe Siri's telling me I should go play some games. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Up next is settings, um, which is interesting because really the only thing I go into settings for is to get my uh, iCloud keychain passwords, but I have a shortcut set up for that. So I just tap it and it takes me directly into um, the settings app or to check if there's a new beta, which as you can see by my screenshot, I haven't updated yet. So <laughs> there is a, uh, an update for beta spark. Um, so I have, I have my my person like my um, Brennan Media email in a separate. I use that Spark for that, and then like all of, like my iCloud and my Gmail, all the newsletters and all that crap goes into is regular mail, just so I can separate, you know, the company that I'm trying to establish and just in a silo away from all of the the crap. You heard that question in my head before I had a chance to to ask it. <laughs> y2 email us yep. yeah carry on yep just separation of 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 things um app store because updates uh photos again just like you because photos and i like to look at them yep um gas buddy because my car requires premium so i every time i fill up especially in the last couple of you know months when gas prices have stored uh have found the cheapest place to find uh premium gas and it's very helpful because like the last time i filled up there was a 30 cent gap between the closest gas station and the cheapest one mm-hmm. and the cheapest one was five minutes away so i was like for 30 cents less a gallon i'll actually i'll absolutely drive the extra four minutes like <laughs> mm-hmm. and usually like in the past the gaps have not been that large but because prices and you know it's it's worth it to me to save because I got I got to put you know ten gallons in. That's that's three whole dollars that I don't have to spend. Mitch. I feel you. Starbucks um, is the next app because sometimes I want a cold brew and don't want to wait eighteen hours to make it. That was me adding gas buddy to my phone. <laughs> it's so the gas buddy thing is like. It's useful for finding um, the prices to the gas around you. And you can see like when it was last updated. So like, it'll be like two hours ago by such and such user. Mm-hmm. Um, but it does try to upsell you on a bunch of crap. It's really annoying. So I just, you got to skip through all that junk and just go to the find gas tab and ignore everything else. Um, after Starbucks is obsidian because I'm in that all the time. Mm-hmm. Um it is it is my as they say my second brain the uh the whole pkm deal um 
And the more I use it, the more I love it. And the more I use it, the better it gets. So it's just wonderful. Um, then carrot weather, because I just hit my my 365-day streak the other day of checking carrot weather. Congratulations. I felt cool. <laughs> also very nerdy that I've checked the weather every single day for a year. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Amazon, which is a bit surprising to me that it's here. Um, apparently, I use it more than I thought I did, but like I'm even looking, when was my last order? Not important. I'll look at that later. Um, then things, which is my uh, task manager. So the fact that that's that far down is a bit surprising. I'm, I use it every single day, multiple times. Shortcuts makes total sense. I use shortcuts a ton. Um, and then the one, the one last one that surprises me is Slack. The only reason I have Slack on my phone is because my family, we have a Slack instance where we share pictures and, you know, share updates. And, you know, it's like our, it's like if we had like a, a Facebook page, but it's not a face. It's just, it's our little communication hub mm -hmm. um, because we're super spread out across the country. I mean, it's from Detroit to San Francisco and multiple places in between. Um, so we don't really ever get together except around like Christmas. Um, so it's a way for us to stay in contact, but like I'm not in it a ton, like maybe once a week. So interesting choice. The fact that there aren't any games on here is a bit surprising to me. Yeah. Like I've been crushing some Call of Duty mobile the last like week and a half and just destroying people, which is great. And then I played it on my PlayStation and got absolutely wrecked <laughs> by other people. <laughs> so the, uh, the, the opponent's skill level from jumping from mobile to PlayStation is the significant change so i of course went back to mobile because it's more fun to get 28 kills in one match than to die 17 times <laughs> on playstation so are you using touch controls on that or no i have a uh, i have a controller oh it's called um the backbone one mm. and you have you seen it oh yeah i'm aware of it yeah but for the listeners it's um you know, it's got the D-pad, two joysticks, A, B, X, Y, and then the, you know, the bumpers and the triggers on the, on the uh, top. And you slide your phone uh, in the middle of the controller. So it's kind of like a Nintendo Switch, but deal. Um, the cool thing is, is that you can also use it on iPads and Macs and PCs as well. Because you can, it's lightning to USB and you can just, so I've been playing it on my iPad with the controller just wired into, mm -hmm. super neat. And yeah, they just came like, out with the PS5 version of that too. Yeah. So, which I did not get. No. Because I don't have a PS5 and it came out after I bought the original one. So, yep. It's a fun little, and it's just, it's super lightweight. So you can just like toss it in your bag and just have it, you know. But mm -hmm. yeah, that's a fun device. So that's my series suggestions home screen. And it hasn't changed since I added it. Yeah, mine, you know. mine uh, shuffled a little bit. Um, wallet popped in towards the bottom of mine. Let me see. Yeah, wallet was added. Reader with two e's. Oh, so I had Robinhood just showed up and DoorDash yeah. got moved. So the what? Twitter app popped in for some reason, and Gas Buddy just popped. <laughs> I opened. <laughs> I opened the app and then closed it, 
and it uh, popped in at uh, it's the fourth one down from the uh, on the left hand side. So, just above where it is on your on your screen, right from before. But otherwise, I think everything else is pretty much the same. Yeah, the the top half of the screen didn't change at all. And then uh, there's a couple of apps that shuffled around a little bit in the time that we've talked about it. But yeah, interesting. So. Well, that cool. was fun. Yeah, I hope it was fun for the listeners, Experience. and maybe maybe well, got a, uh, Will you some... put the sh- the screenshots in the show notes? So I can... can. Do you want Do you want me to uh, fuzz out your uh, your bank app? Uh, yeah, sure. That'd be okay. nice. Thanks. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll probably composite those into one image. So, I'm now deleting those because that was stressful. <laughs> i know how you are about having icons on your screen so and i am Is going that... to, to delete this page as well because i'm never going to use it so part of me did think when we started this like what if i just ran that as my home screen for a week and then i was like oh no i just it, it would, <laughs> okay it would, so ruin me i know people that do that and seriously i don't like i couldn't it would drive me crazy because it's like, you know, the app that you want right now is probably not going to be on that screen anyway. Well, yeah. and the lack of consistency, right? You'd be no muscle. Every time it'd be like, oh, where's this app today? Yeah. Uh, I want to check Robin Hood. Where did it go? <laughs> oh, it's down on the bottom this today, apparently. And then later in the day, it's up on top. Yeah. And you know, it'd be really funny, though. And I'm a horrible person for even suggesting this, but people that are married, you should do this to your spouse's phone and don't tell them. <laughs> and just see what they do. Because you can't tell that they're widgets. Yeah. Like there's they're not in a box. It's just mm-hmm. two rows of apps. And if you're if your spouse or you know, significant other or whatever, uh just runs a full grid of apps on their phone. Or even just has two rows of apps that you could replace with the widget when they're not looking. Just do it and see what they like. <laughs> just, just, uh, just hide the rest of the pages. Hide, oh hide their God. actual pages and add this in as a page. By the way, oh. hon, I'm never gonna do this to you if you're listening right now. I'm never gonna do this to you. I promise. His, his she would, she would kill me. <laughs> Although I think she run, she runs one on her home screen anyway. But I, I'll never do. Just this. saying. Why not? Why not have a little, add a little chaos? You know, <laughs> what could go wrong? I'm surprised by how many iPhones that I see that no widgets They're They have like pages and pages of um, like full of apps. Like they're still mm-hmm. rocking the old school, like just all your apps are on, on, on the, you know, all these home screens and you got to flip between home screens and it's like, there's a better way. Come on guys. <laughs> Uh, I'm not saying the app library is perfect, but man, it is so much better than having to search through all these screens. And quite honestly, your Siri suggestions are on your in your app library anyway. That's what the three apps in each of the folders that are full size are. You know, so I mean, there. You know, gen- generally speaking, I don't have to dig too far into folders to find what I'm looking for. It's usually right there. Mm-hmm. But uh, hurts my heart sometimes. Yeah. So, 
but yeah, I thought that was fun. I do, I do wonder because there's a lot of the Apple native apps that show up on on Siri suggestions after looking at this, mm. and there's pro- at least a third of those in, on both of ours were Apple the the app Apple apps. Uh, but I can't say that there are any that we don't use. I almost want to make a conspiracy theory that that they that they uh, give their apps priority in in Probably. the recommendations, but. I mean, the App Store app on mine is probably the only one that I look at and go, well, that's a little weird to have that right there because I really don't go into that app that often. But whatever. All right. Well, maybe we should just talk about what's delighting us today. Cam, you want to start this morning? Because I got to think. Sure. Uh Yesterday and the day before, um, I was able to attend the Global Leadership Summit. And we actually, so a crew of like 12 of us from my church went and we were actually um, gifted um, tickets to attend live at Willow Creek Church in um, the suburbs of Chicago. Uh, And so this was, this was my fourth GLS, but the three previous ones I had been at like a satellite host location you know a church um somewhere where we were watching via simulcast and so this was the first time the first time i'd ever been to willow creek and then the first time i was able to be at the summit live uh with the speakers on the stage and um it was you know as always really good um but being at an event with thousands of people uh that's the first time that's happened since covid you know um so that was interesting um but just you know being in the room feeling you know the just the, the the vibe of that many people and just the chatter and the energy and obviously getting um you know to hear from experts across industries um was really good um i think it was also we we drove it's an hour and a half from where i live to there and so i drove up and back each day um, and the first day there was four of us in the car, the second day there was two of us. So it was just a really good opportunity to connect with um, some friends from church and get to know people better and to, you know, just have discussions about what we were learning and our personality t- you know, and our history. And um, so just overall, it was just a really positive, enjoyable, um, edifying experience uh, on a number of levels. And um, I'm glad that we got to go. Um, and I still have a lot to process from, you know, the different speakers. One, one thing that um, a nerd tip that perhaps our listeners might like, I used uh, the service Otter, which is a audio recording app that also transcribes on the fly. Um, you get 600 minutes a month for free. So 10 hours um, worth of recording. The only limit to the free version is that it will only transcribe in 30-minute chunks. So, like, once you hit 30 minutes, it tries to get you to go to Otter Pro. You just stop. And so some of the speakers spoke longer than 30 minutes, but I just had the notes labeled, like, Craig Rochelle 1, Craig Rochelle 2, um, as a way to get around the 30-minute limit. And so you can, as they're as it's recording, you can make highlights. And so this is a way that I can take notes without actually taking notes. I can stay fully present to listening to the speaker. And when they make a good point, I can just pull my phone up, 
highlight that note. And then what I did Thursday night is I went back through the first three speakers, found all my highlights and put them in notes in Obsidian. And boom, I was done in 10 minutes. I had all of my notes in Obsidian from the first three speakers without having to try to keep up typing while they're talking and miss the next 30 seconds of what they say, because I'm trying to write down what they just said. Um, and so I did that for um, most of the speakers and um, it's going to help accelerate my ability to, uh, what's the word, distill what I heard because I can go back and see the parts that were important, listen to those parts, pull out what I want. Um, and yeah, it's just really nice. So a little, a little tip in there with just an overall lovely couple of days. Did you notice me suddenly get this kind of wry smile on my face? Yeah, I'm waiting for you to explain yourself. You're not allowed to be happy. <laughs> so I, I went to download Otter to check it out. And so I, I go to the app store and I type in Otter. And of course, that's the first thing that pops up. And it, they must pay for uh, ad placement. So they they are they pop up right in, at the top. And of mm -hmm. course, then their, their first search result after that. The third search result there, significant Otter couples app. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. Oh, I do not think it transcribes audio. But uh, uh, can, well, let's look at this app and see what it's actually I'm about. not touching that. I have a joke, but I'm not <laughs> I'm not going to make it. Let's uh, let's look at this here real quick. I'm going to be a good boy. All right. So here's the, uh, the I don't think I'm going to read this whole thing, but um, it says uh, experience an easy yet an extremely heartfelt and intimate way to communicate with your partner with significant otter. You can take your relationship to the next level with bio signal sensors and cutting edge technology that's built into your Apple watch. There's no texting, calling or messaging involved. All you need to do is tap and you're, you'll instantly be in touch literally. Stay in tune with your loved one's feelings and activities on your wrist. Feel and see what your partner is feeling. Significant Otter is an out-of-body yet familiar experience that makes two truly feel like one. <laughs> oh, no. <sighs> I, I almost want to try this just to see how terrible it is. Like Jamie will get an alert on her wrist. You know, Mitch's heart rate is elevated. Oh, he must be watching Shark Week again. Like, what, is <laughs> what a weird thing. I, you know, the funny thing is, is like, I don't really understand. So in the product shots, it shows uh, in touch with one, I'm sorry, in touch with one tap. And it shows an otter on the screen of his Apple watch. And then he's holding hands with his uh, partner. And uh, her Apple Watch shows two otters with a little heart heart above them, and it says, "Touch your loved one through bio biological sensors. Communicate non-textually with just one tap. <laughs> Strengthen your relationship by being present with each other." You know, this is the kind of stuff that good relationships are built on. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh look at my bio sensors, hun. <laughs> my biosensors indicate you are unhappy with me 
That's funny. <clears throat> All right. Well, that does not delight me. <laughs> I just I saw that and I just could not not share that. It's that's hilarious. And the thing of it is, is like, and as sad as it is, I bet you this this like people do this. Oh, it's terrible. Anyway, I almost want to get my get me and my wife doing this just to see how terrible it is, and like report back. Um. Your otter feels what you feel and does what you do on your watch and on your phone. Oh, boy. <sighs> anyway, so I was having a hard time coming up with what's delighting me today just because, like, things have been really good lately, but, like, there hasn't been any, like, one thing that stood out and said, hey, this is awesome, you know? So if there's anything that I've found... I mean, there's there's a handful of things that I could talk about. Um, we I just finished the Clone Wars, um, all seven seasons of the Clone Wars, and and it makes it delights me in a way that is so that's excites me so much, and yet it angers me in a way so badly that how can a TV series, an animated TV series, be so good, and then the movies just like pale in comparison and uh I, I kind of i kind of understand why but at the same time it's like man it it's just so good especially the final season of the clone wars the last four episodes are some of the best tv i've ever seen that's amazing so the last have you seen any of this stuff i'm on like i got to like season three and then i just okay. stopped because the last four episodes of uh, of the final season are taking place during episode three. So everything that's happening in, in episode three is being referenced, but you're seeing everything from a completely different viewpoint. And it it is some of the best, absolute best TV. It's incredible. So highly recommend. You got you to gotta finish, man. It is good stuff. But, but, uh, but also like I've, I've gotten back into the, I've, I hadn't played the Lego Star Wars, uh, the Skywalker saga in a while. And I kind of got back into that and that's been fun. Um, just recently, uh, I don't know if you have played Mario Kart at all, but I mean, back on N64. Yeah. Yeah. So Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, which is the switch version of it, uh, offered a while back, they offered a, uh, DLC of new uh, courses and stuff like that but the courses were going to be rolled out like a little at a time so they they're promising all of these new courses but you're only getting so many at a time as they as they roll them out well they rolled out the the um the most recent eight courses and they're in two different uh um i don't know what you want to call them in the grand prix um version in the grand priest stage or mode they you play four courses at a time and so there's there's those four and then there's another four and there's one in particular that is uh waligi's uh pinball that is pretty crazy it's like it's like uh it's like um racing through a pinball machine so 
it, it's it's a fun it's a fun course. I I played it I played it a couple of times since I seen it, but that means right now they're up to sixteen courses that they've added to the the game, and they've got a whole bunch more to go. So, uh, it's it's been kind of cool to to have that. I think it was like twenty five bucks or something like that for the uh, DLC, and then they're adding these courses a little at a time. So, but uh, that's been fun. But just general, like, little things here and there have just really been delighting me. I watched a couple of really good episodes of The Unexplained. Have you seen The Unexplained with William Shatner? No. Okay, so the 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 weakest part of that show is William Shatner, <laughs> just to be honest with you. But there's so many things about this show that, that really impressed me. Uh, because uh, the, a lot of times there's this this formula with the History Channel documentaries where they just kind of fall flat for me. Um, even some of the shows that I really like uh, become a little bit too formulaic. Um, but what they do in the unexplained uh, is there seems to be a real, um, there seems to be a real effort made to stay objective as they're, as they're talking about the, uh, the, whatever the topic is for the week. So they're they're hey letting one side give their viewpoint on it. They're getting another viewpoint comes in, and then there's another viewpoint on the topic, and they just do a really good job of educating you on uh, on what people think about the topic at hand, and it's it's just uh, it's just a really interesting show the way they do it. the The weak side of it is that of course they've they've got to have uh, William Shatner um do his do his little lines and his overacting that uh that just uh that kind of makes it a little bit annoying so he'll open the show with well, what do you think about this and that and then well that's what we're here to find out and and then they go into the topic and so I guess you kind of have to have somebody kind of introduce it but of course it's William Shatner and it's done very Shatner-esquely and then he closes the show out with, you know, and that's the unexplained. And then I just, and that's just it. So um, he kind of opens the show, closes the show, and then he'll have a little bit kind of in, in the midst of the show to kind of direct the show where it's going. But, uh, but I find that the, the, the way they present the topics and stuff like that are impressive to me. Because too oftentimes they they just will push one agenda really hard, and then not talk about you know other viewpoints. And I find as somebody who um, believes the Bible and believes what the Bible says, it's really interesting when they talk about subjects that are that have biblical concepts and stuff and stuff or affect the the biblical thing. They actually have scholars on that will talk about you know what what does the bible believe and and then bring in other viewpoints and stuff like that for it so um so at least you you're not getting shoved a whole bunch of garbage it seems like they actually give you some some objectivity so usually if there's any kind of conclusions made they're they're not always the conclusions that i would agree with but <laughs> um but uh but it does it does interest me to kind of see there was a one the other day about uh the missing link and they were talking about the the different uh theories and such like that and and I thought that was really interesting in the concept of uh 
the Bible and pre-flood world versus post-flood world and um, stuff like that. So it opened up some interesting uh, ideas and thoughts. But like I said, no one thing necessarily that's really delighting me right now, but a whole lot of little things. So well, there you go. Yeah. That's allowed. Yeah. Cool. So uh if you are interested in finding out more about the show here and uh, you'd like to send your friends to find out more about the show, we'd love that even more. Uh, you can uh, check out innerdialogue.show. That's innerdialogue.show. And uh, if you are looking for uh, Cam and I on our socials, uh, you can check out me at mitchcraig.online. Uh, Cambrennan.com. Cambrennan.com it is. So uh, you can check us out. Our socials are all linked there. And uh, I do not have a um, contact me link there. I don't know if you do anything in like a contact me on your website. But uh, but you can certainly hit us up on Twitter or Instagram. And uh, if you've got questions, comments, anything you want to know from us, maybe you want us to give an opinion about something that, that you care deeply about, uh, we'd be more than happy to do that. So uh, hit us up on our socials. All right, sir. It's been fun. Indeed. My otter is feeling very loved today. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, let's wrap it up right there. Catch you later, man. <laughs>